Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 2-15-2016. Hi Julie, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm good. So what's new and exciting this week? You know, legislative sessions. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it was kind of fun last year towards the end of the year where we got to talk about lots of interesting stuff. Now we're just kind of knee deep in um, legislative stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we're... We've issued a number of call to actions, um, calls to action in the last week, and right. we're going to be issuing a substantial number this week as well. So it's pretty par for the course for legislative season. Um, Alaska is a potentially really troubling one. They're looking okay. at um, a proposed 100% wholesale tax on everything, not, not just liquids, um, but liquids and hardware, which would just simply ruin the entire industry out there. Um, yes. Brick and mortars would just close up shop. Um, and, you know, we've got a real challenge, I think, with legislators to help them understand that, um, you know, the brick and mortar shops are, are particularly sensitive to these taxes, um, you know, because they've got a, a business location there yes. and they provide an incredibly valuable service to consumers um, and I, I think a lot of legislators have in their mind that they're they're giving the shaft to big tobacco when they pass <laughs> these taxes and, and they they don't understand oh no the tobacco companies pretty much just absorb it and uh, well they don't absorb it I mean really they absorb it by passing it along to us but it right. it doesn't really cause um, you know much of a a misstep for them, um, whereas this kind of stuff is just ruinous. If you imagine a, a hundred dollar device um, being subjected to a hundred percent wholesale tax, I, it would just devastate things. So we've got a real challenge and we've issued the call to action. They've got a hearing tomorrow. Um, one of the really nice things about Alaska is because it is such a large state, People are, they, they actually set up a process for people to participate in these hearings via teleconference. And, right. you know, that really is nice. They, they do try to actively um, involve their citizens. And so we would absolutely encourage people to take advantage of this. You know, we have issued a call to action. If you live in Alaska and you did not receive it in your email, check your, your spam filter and make sure that your address is up to um, date with WASA because we did send out um, an email on the call to action yesterday and then mm -hmm. a secondary smaller one on Alaska today. So um, compare and contrast Alaska with Washington State, whereas Alaska, I guess, really does try to involve its electorate. Um, Washington does not. And the Washington House of Representatives quickly did um, a pretty nasty amendment to a bill um, and then pushed it to the floor for a vote, all within the matter of a few hours. And, and it seems to me that it was done um, specifically to avoid having um, consumers and businesses, stakeholders, have an yes. opportunity to offer input. And, you know, we, we see this from time to time, and it's pretty crappy. I never fail to get upset by it. Um, it is, you know, I used to be a practicing lawyer, and I understand strategy. You know, you do things at the last minute. You keep things quiet. It's a strategy when you're in litigation. But right. we're talking about legislation, and it's not supposed to be about strategies. It's it's supposed to be about passing laws and um, involving your electorate in it and um, having honest and um, 
pretty transparent conversations about yes. the legislation that they're passing. So this kind of stuff um, just really ticks me off. But we'll be issuing a call to action um, probably in the next several days um, that will be addressed to the Senate um, because it is not over yet by any stretch of the imagination. It just had some issues with the House. And, you know, it was flavor ban restrictions, sampling ban, labeling, internet sales bans. Um, there was no tax from what we understand. So that huh. was a small thing, but whatever. Um, we're also expecting to be issuing a call to action on West Virginia um, in the next week. Um, several bits of legislation going there, including a proposed 7.5 cent per milliliter tax on e-liquid. Um, Maryland, we're anticipating a call to action again this week on a proposed um, tax of 30% wholesale on devices and liquid. Um, and it's continuing along the theme of taxing the hell out of these life-saving <laughs> products. Um, Pennsylvania, the tax is back again in the governor's budget. Because and? this thing has been, I, I don't know, it's been a yo-yo. It's in one day, it's out the next, in, out, in, out. Um, and it's back in again. Um, so we'll be updating the call to action again this week. Um, boy, Pennsylvania. Just really, <laughs> we're, we're fortunate, though, because we've got some very passionate and engaged advocates in Pennsylvania. Um, yes. Safada has a very strong Pennsylvania chapter, so industry is um, very on top of things there, which makes life a lot easier. Yeah. Um, Vermont, we issued um, a call to action mm -hmm. in the past week, um, indoor vaping ban. Um, Georgia is, well, wait, before I get to Georgia, sorry, I'm not <laughs> nearly as organized as Alex is. Um, Utah, We've got a proposed tax and some other legislation, and we're expecting to issue the call to action um, as soon as it gets scheduled um, for a hearing. Um, so now I'm going to scoot back up to, so this is like all this bad news, bad news, bad news. I, I right. hate doing bad news. So I'm going to give you some good news. Um, Georgia, we had, and I don't know if you guys talked about this last week, Georgia had... Um, some introduced legislation that was um, every bit as bad as Indiana's was last year in terms of these oh, yeah. just ridiculously overreaching regulations that were basically de facto bans because if you cannot comply with the regulations um, or the, you know the, the rules that they put forward then you can't mm -hmm. sell your product so um, Indiana is currently in litigation and it's pretty nasty well so what happens Georgia pops up with pretty much the same bill there were some differences but not many and um, you know Alex and I were talking and we decided that this was pretty much just a different shade of lipstick on the same pig. Um, <laughs> so, so that sounds like really bad news, but here's the good news. Um, we found out about it quickly. Um, you know, there, there's an industry group in Georgia, um, you know, Georgia smoke free and, and they were very engaged and we were very engaged and we all acted super quickly. And, um, you know, especially with the consumers, there was, there was such an incredible pushback so quickly. 
that it kind of derailed things. And um, at the last minute, it was set for a hearing very quickly. At the last minute, the bill was pretty much gutted. So that at this point, it, it, it is a fairly benign bill um, that just makes some definitional changes and not much more. Now, that's right. not to say that this issue is dead. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like Pennsylvania, this is coming, <laughs> um, they come in, they go out, they come in, they go out, the language can be tacked onto something else. So we're, yeah. we're still very engaged in Georgia, but that really is good news and, and a strong indication that, um, you know, your voice actually matters. Yeah. You know, it really does make a difference. We had more than a thousand, I think I'm right, I think it was more than a thousand Georgia residents respond wow. to the call to action, which is... Yeah, it's pretty tremendous. They've been, they've been ready. I think the Georgia Vapors <laughs> have been ready to step up um, and and deal with it. Um, you know, we picked up a few more um, sponsors on HR twenty fifty eight, which would change the predicate date. Um, and we're now at, I believe, almost fifty. I think we're at forty nine co sponsors, which is pretty tremendous. And um, we're excited. We we think that it really is gaining traction right now, though. Um, I believe I'm correct in saying that all the co-signers are still Republicans, so it's still a partisan bill. And we think that's a shame because tobacco harm reduction should not be a partisan issue. I mean, absolutely. you know, all, all legislators should be interested in um, helping people reduce their risk and safeguarding access to low-risk products. So, um, you know, we're hopeful that some of the, you know, some of the sponsorship will broaden out, um, but we continue to see it gaining traction, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, Chicago, we issued um, a, a call to action for people in the Chicago area, and I know that you and Alex have talked about Chicago mm -hmm. um, numerous times, but, you know, I'm going to say it again because I'll tell you, just as I get griped out by legislators that pull sneaky tricks to try to get things passed without their constituents having an opportunity to speak. I, I also get pretty ticked off by um, so-called public health, you know, these Chicago <laughs> Department of Public Health um, lying to people and misinforming yes. them all in an attempt to justify um, a ruinous tax. Just... Yes ruinous and we're mm -hmm. seeing businesses really um, being put through the ringer in Chicago and you know it's easy enough for us to talk about well you know Chicago you know they can just move outside of Chicago and um, there is some truth to that and people who live in the Chicago area certainly um, can go to the suburbs to do their shopping but I think it's important to remember that you know the people who are not particularly mobile are people who don't have much money yeah. and um, smokers are very heavily represented among this group so what they're doing is not only making it outrageously expensive for um, people who don't have much money and who are smoking um, they're they're also making it almost impossible for them to access any of the products other than the stuff being sold at the convenience stores and um, that's pretty egregious. So if you live in the Chicago area, do check out our call to action and, and um, you know, let, let people know what you think about that. Um, and I guess, you know, just a few other things. We sent out our newsletter 
last week. So again, if you didn't get your newsletter, check your spam filter. Um, because we send out a lot of emails. When we send it to the entire membership, it's <laughs> it's a big bulk email. Um, we, we're almost, I want to see we're at 133,000 members, maybe 134,000. Um, now, we don't email all of them. Some of them have opted out of emails, um, but most get them. So sometimes it'll get caught in your spam filter. Um, other times people think they've joined CASA, but they haven't. Um, right. So they should check on that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the other two things I wanted to mention, sorry, it's like the stream of consciousness, but I'm actually looking at my notes here. Um, you know, the, the two big things that we're really pushing right now, um, registering to vote mm -hmm. and the testimonials. And the registering to vote, I know that um, you guys have talked about this probably ad nauseum, but I want to throw in my, my little pitch on this too. It is not difficult to register to vote. In fact, 23 states allow you to register to vote online. I mean, mm -hmm. that easy. Um, it, it's just not that difficult, and yet it is so very, very important. Personally, I don't care who you vote for. Um, I just care that you let your legislators know that you're registered to vote, you are going to vote, and this issue is something that is so important to you that it is one of the main things that you take into account when you're casting your vote. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't just say that if you haven't registered to vote because not only is it lying, and that's not a nice thing to do, um, these legislators actually can tell whether you've registered to vote, and they can also tell whether you voted. They can't tell how you voted. That's right. private, of course. But, um, you know, they, they do give weight to the people who are registered to vote and who actually vote, and they can figure that out if they're so inclined, and, and some of them actually are. Um, then the other thing is the testimonials, and we are now above 8,000, which is pretty tremendous, um, but we, we should be at triple that amount, quadruple. Mm -hmm. How do you stay five? five times. I'll just say five times because I can't think of the appropriate <laughs> number for it. I mean, we, sh we should just have tens of thousands of these. And um, 8,000 is pretty awesome, but we can absolutely do better. And, you know, the link to the testimonials is out there. Legislators are paying attention to it. Um, you know, it's hard to ignore when you right. have thousands of people talking about how this worked, especially when they talk about how nothing else before this worked for them. So that's pretty much it, and I think I did it in 15 minutes. And if you have any questions or... I think you did too. <laughs> just, I just threw it all out there. I, I'm just not as good at this as Alex is, so I apologize. Um, oh, no. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, so I just got the note, yes, I made it to 15. So, anyway, well, thank you so much for having me on, and, and next week you'll have Alex back, um, who who's much better at this than I am. No, yeah, you're both really good at it. He is much better at this than I am, and that's okay, I don't mind. Anyway, listen, thanks a lot, guys, and we'll um, have the, the notes on the, the blog up tomorrow, hopefully so people can check out links. But just real quick, if you're in Alaska and you're listening to this, 
um, stop listening right now and go find the, the call to action because you really need to respond like now. Absolutely. And then you can catch this on rebroadcast. Okay? Okay. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye.